0: What's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart, coming at you episode 21, a continuation, Calling All Kings. Here we go. So, welcome back, guys. We are uh, moving right along and moving forward with this continuation of Calling All Kings um, episode 21 and very excited about this episode, very excited about this topic. Um, and I would definitely encourage you to maybe go back and re-listen to the prior, uh, episode, episode 20, uh, calling all Kings part one This is part two. And I think I'm going to probably do a part three and we'll call it a wrap with, with this. I could go into a lot more detail and information and, so forth, but uh, I just feel like that uh, uh, this will be good enough. <laughs> okay, good enough. So, you know, again, guys, just always want to reiterate this the Success Ed show. You know, my goal and purpose for this uh, show is actually to empower you, empower you in the marketplace, to help you become a more successful Christian in the marketplace. Basically, it's almost a training center for you, uh, so to speak of encouragement, of giving you th- different things to think about, uh, different thought process, uh, because, you know, if you can change your thought process, you change your whole entire course in life. And if you can think that, Hey, you know what, because I have the Lord Jesus Christ inside of me, then I'm automatically a success. I have the God of this universe inside of me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You know, all these different things that you can probably think of, if God before you, who can be against you, if you can keep that thought process going inside of you, guess what? You are already there. You're already a success. And I can't go into all the things and ins and outs of how that happens and, and so forth because time just doesn't permit. So I'm only going to cover this. Okay. So today, uh, Kings and priests, uh, is the topic that I've actually, uh, kind of, really, you know, kind of just been, it's been re-energized in me. I, I got this topic actually, uh, um, I said last week, I said last, last week, I said that I was 2008 and today is 2013. I said four years ago, actually, that means it's been five years ago. <laughs> so I make that correction. I apologize, uh, that I, for anybody that was a detailed person that heard that, that said, Hey, you know, it's five years, not, you know, four years. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry for all the detailed people out there that thought, you know, Hey, you know, you're, you're not giving the accurate information. Okay. You know, whatever, (laughs) just, just don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, because obviously we're all about moving forward and details can sometimes hang you up and we don't need that. So it's been five years since this whole entire, you know, and not only to say concept, but just, divine partnership was introduced to me. And again, I'll just kind of give you a quick synopsis of how it came about. I went to church one Wednesday night. Uh, I felt led by the Lord to go to church that Wednesday night. Um, I traditionally am not a Wednesday night church goer uh, because I have a business and I am doing things for that business in the evenings but this time it was different and I went with full expectation that I was going to hear from the Lord. Um, it's just the, how it came about did not, you know, seem like it was, you know, the way I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to hear something, you know, uh, spoken, uh, prophetically or something to that nature from my pastor, uh, or some word that I was going to receive from a pastor. But guess what? Pastor wasn't even there that night. (laughs) <laughs> uh, they actually had a video of a gentleman, uh, Bill Winston. And, uh, Bill Winston is a great man of God. He has an awesome church in Chicago. Um, you know, there's a lot of awesome things that, uh, Bill Winston's ministry has done. Don't have time to get into that, but, uh, just go check him out. Look at all the things that they've done. They have a Joseph school of business. They also have another Bible school there. Uh, so anyways, it's, it's good stuff, but, you know, Bill Winston starts talking about this whole divine partnership that has been lost or has had friction within the body of Christ. And because of the end times that we live in, this partnership needs to resurface. And he basically gave, oh man, I'd say at least uh, six or seven uh, audio series. Yeah. Yeah under this one topic. So you'd have the Kings and Priests, you know, title through the whole entire seven, you know, series, but you had subtopics underneath that. And it might have stewardship, or it might have sowing and reaping. It might have, you know, um, you know, your assignment, different things, uh, that you would have underneath that. But anyway, so I got introduced to that on that, uh, Wednesday night and it totally radically just changed me. And as I Went home that night. I went home and I actually purchased the CD series, the whole entire CD series. And it took me basically about four or five months to actually even digest or get through the whole entire series. And obviously it was just uh, revelation knowledge that was just pouring into my spirit, um, on a daily basis. I mean, I, I could not get enough of this. Um, and I remember I had a conversation with my pastor. I was driving down the road. I was actually on interstate Twenty Six getting ready to turn on to or get on the exit ramp to interstate 20. And I was heading off that and I was just telling, uh, pastor Jenkins, I, I, I was just so excited because for the first time in my walk with the Lord, I was free. And what I mean by that, I was free that I was free to be who I was as a king in the body of Christ. Now, what does that mean? Great question. Glad you asked. (laughs) So a king, a king in the world today or in the church today in, you know, AD, after the death of Christ. Okay. (laughs) So the Kings are the people that are in the marketplace that are not a part of the five-fold ministry. All right. So if you have a business, if you have a job, or if you have something to do with politics or the, you know, you work in the government, or if you have um, maybe something to do with the education field, those types of things are the role of the king. And the king is, Tasked with in the body of Christ to go out and create and take over and have the governing affairs of a nation. All right. So we as kings are to go out and get the spoils of the war. Okay. So if you're going out into battle we are to actually go and, you know, so your job, I mean, or your business, you know, it's not just to provide that service. It's also to go out and, you know, take back, you know, market share to take back the things that the enemy might have. Okay. Which is called money and also called influence. And by you doing that right there, by taking money and taking Influence, and when I mean influence, I mean, you know, being able to be raised up to where that you have influence over people. Okay, like if I just say the word Warren Buffett, or I say the word Steve Jobs, or I say the word, or the name I should say, um, Mark Zuckerberg, all of a sudden that those names command. Respect. They command in the marketplace attention and they have a certain degree of influence. Now, I don't know what Steve, I mean, well, I kind of know what Steve Jobs' religion was and I I don't know what Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know what Warren Buffett, I don't know uh, Bill Gates and other, they seem like good people, but I've never heard them stand up in front of a crowd and said, hey, you know what? I give all honor and glory to my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And he is the reason why I do anything that I do. I've never heard them say that. And that's, that's their deal. But for us, where are the Kings? That's why I call us calling all Kings that we need to rise up as Kings and take ownership. Man, this is good. This is how it's coming out. Wow. Take ownership of the marketplace that we should be taking ownership of. And obviously principalities and powers and rulers of darkness are controlling the marketplace. And we as Kings need to be the ones going out and gathering up the provision, gathering up the spoils of the wars and battles that we go out and fight on a daily basis and bring them back into the house of the Lord, which is for the priests. Which is basically, in our terminology, in the in the church, the fivefold ministry. And as you bring that those spoils and those influences of people back into the to the church, they get equipped, they get built up, they get built up as kings and the in the ministry and base the priest, you know, cast the vision of what we're wanting to do as far as the body of Christ. And guess what? We get as Kings go right back onto the marketplace with purpose, with vision, with uh, a cause, a mission and a purpose of being able to go out and create war and create, you know, influence and create, you know, more opportunity to take more influence back into the kingdom of God, man, this is all good. So once I got all that, Once I realized that, you know what, that I was a king and that I was not called to be a priest, game on. Game on. Because here, here, this was Tyler, and I'm just telling you my story, that for a long time in the marketplace, or excuse me, in my church that I might attend, especially when I was younger, that if you weren't serving, now hear me when I say this, I know that I'm getting ready to maybe kick over some sacred cows. Just hear me. If you were not serving inside your local church, if you weren't, you know, leading a Sunday school class, or if you weren't going out on a mission field, or if you weren't Taking the youth on some kind of adventure or whatever now all those things are important. I do not want to discount any of that. Hear me, hear me all the way through. but if i wasn't doing those things or if i wasn't actually you know having some sort of active role as far as you know serving the church in some kind of capacity where that you know I was doing that if i or if i wasn't eventually going to become some sort of pastor or some kind of missionary or some kind of something in the church, then I was not really being a Christian. Yep. That was kind of a little bit of the persona that was passed off to me. And it probably wasn't meant intentionally, but it was just something that it happened that, you know, from the pulpit, they were always in competition with trying to get more people to be involved in the church and to, to, you know, be an usher and be there every single night of the church and so forth when it is something we were, I'm not sitting there saying don't go to church, but I am saying that there should not be any competition between the pulpit and the pew. Okay. And if there's somebody out there listening to this, there should be no competition. And for the longest time, I always felt guilty that I wasn't maybe serving in the church or that I was, you know, wanting to create businesses and that I was wanting to, you know, go out there and do these types of things that I felt led to do and that I wasn't, you know, in church, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay. And there was always just this friction, but trust me there needed to be unity between the pulpit and the pew between the king and the priest because of this divine partnership that has to happen at the end times. And man, when I was talking to my pastor, pastor Jenkins, and I told him that I had just gotten this revelation and that I had just gotten this insight. He was praising God left and right. He was so excited that I had you know, gotten this because he knew what it meant. You know, He knew that I found my role in the body of Christ and that I was able to go out and do for the kingdom of God and bring back the provision that needed to be in, pulled back into the house of God and pulled back into the kingdom of God, which wasn't being done. All right and i got excited about that i got jacked up about that i got passionate about that now here's here's one here's one thing that i i will have to say that i've just observed okay when the priest does not cast vision for the kings then the kings falter and flounder in their battles or they become dismayed and they look at, you know, the church is just some activity that they do. They just show up, you know, put a little money in the offering plate and, you know, clock in, clock out, head on off to, you know, their job and they might put a little more passion in their job, but they're not passionate about a mission, a cause. But if they have a mission and a cause to say, you know, Hey, you know what? Me actually going out there and, you know, doing my business and doing my job and doing, you know, this political thing is going to create more influence for the kingdom of God. And it's going to help out, you know, uh, the church that I'm a part of, and it's going to help create more, you know, uh, influence that we will have, you know, and be able to raise more money and be able to send more people out on the mission field that need to be sent out on the mission field and be able to, you know, educate people and build more buildings, all these different things. Guess what? If none of that is happening, if none of that is taking place, then the Kings flounder. The Kings don't have any cause to fight. They don't have any battles to win. Why should I do that? I have nothing to, to gain. You know, you can look at this, actually, I'll give you just a couple quick examples of, of the types and shadows of this and I'm done. So, you know, David, King David obviously lost his vision of going out and conquering i mean we we read about that in the book of uh, i think it's uh either first or second kings i think it's first kings I, I think i'm not 100 sure but anyway where david does not go off to war which he should have been off going off to war but he doesn't go off and therefore he falls into sin and guess who had to confront him to reestablish him as you know you know the person that he was and that was the prophet nahum i mean nathan well it took a prophet it took someone from the priest role to actually reestablish, you know david in his vision okay and getting back to his vision of who he was and that was the king that loved the lord with all of his heart a man after his own a man after god's own heart here's another example you know you can find this actually in uh i believe the second uh, chronicles verse uh, chapter 20 but where that guess what jehoshaphat was faced with a huge three person army that was coming against uh judea and lo and behold uh king jehoshaphat calls a fast this is uh second chronicles 20 calls a fast for the nation and uh turns their attention to the lord and lo and behold Look who! To, look who speaks up and gets a word from the Lord, in verse fourteen, uh, Gehazel. I believe I'm saying his name right. But what tribe does he come from? The Levi tribe. Gang, there is a divine partnership, and you need to partner with a priest. Okay, someone in the fivefold ministry that's gonna give you a special anointing as you are a king to go out and kick butt and take names. So calling all Kings. I know I got a little passion about this one, <laughs> but it was good. So there you have it guys that is uh tyler mccart's rendition of calling all kings part two wow i probably came across a little passionate about it but uh, obviously we're taking all of this from revelations chapter one verse five and six and you know i am excited about this topic i'm getting ready to get a book here in the next two or three weeks uh that's probably gonna even teach me even more so who knows there might be even more about this topic coming up okay So, I'm going to talk about uh, one more topic within Calling All Kings, and it's going to be about your mission and your purpose and how to use your assignment that God's put you on and how to locate that. So, here we go. Enjoy. Enjoy.